0: Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone?
1: <coughs>
0: well then, you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... suck a shut in. The Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And now, here's your host for this episode, Mark Hershon. Mark Hershon. Mark. Greetings, friend.
1: If this is your first time here, welcome. If you are a repeat listener, welcome back to Succotash Shut-In, the Comedy Soundcast Stimulus Package. I'm your every other weekly host, Mark Hershon, trading places in the big chair with Tyson Saner. Did you catch his most recent show, Epi 214, last week? He featured clips from three shows, Talkie Box Podcast, Facial Recognition Comedy, and Subterra. You can still catch that episode either on our home site at SuckatashShow.com or over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, the Laughable app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and so many, many other places, points of distribution, if you will, across the World Wide Web. This, however, is episode 215, 215. I usually like to come up with some kind of linking theme for the clips I share with you. Last time we were together in Epi 213, I played four Australian-based soundcast clips with the help of Jason McNamara, who hosted the still-on-hiatus D-Head Factor from Canberra, Australia. This time around, I'm by myself, but I have a quartet of clips from four shows that feature stand-up comedians as the hosts. Okay. Maybe that's not that much of a stretch. There are a lot of comics doing their own soundcasts these days, particularly in the midst of COVID-19 shutting down comedy clubs and other live venues they would normally be performing in. But that just means we can do that one-trick pony again sometime. And again. And again. The shows I have in the queue this time around include Too Dumb to Tame with Mia Pinchoff, Lewis Black's Rantcast, Stop me if I've heard this with Art Krug and Susan Rice, and Sunday Papers with Greg Fitzsimmons and Mike Gibbons. In addition, this episode of Succotash Shut-In is brought to you by Henderson's Pants Air-Cooled Coolots and Trumpoetry.com. All right, hold your earbuds tightly to your ears. I'm about to fill those delicate pearly shell-like head holes with steaming hot clips. Dumb to Tame, which uses the numeral 2 instead of T-O-O, is hosted by comedian Mia Pinchoff. From the home site notes come this description. Every episode, Mia will attempt to answer a question, a dumb question, because, quote, there are no dumb questions, unquote, is the dumbest statement she's ever heard. There are dumb questions, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be asked. She'll do the asking so that you don't have to get judged up the anus for not knowing everything or knowing all the wrong stuff at the wrong time or all the right stuff. Never. For this episode, she was asked, what was it like watching the reality show Indian matchmaking with her Indian husband? Our clip concerns some deep information that came out about her ability to enjoy and hold down super spicy food.
2: (sighs) I love my cat so much, but we have spent too much time together during quarantine and I know his asshole inside and out. And if he puts it in my face again, I'm going to put something in there because I feel like he's asking for it. Um, what was I fucking saying? Like his asshole is still here. Like so casually just putting it in my face. My Lord, Jesus, cats are the best. Um, Anyway, so we had a Hindu ceremony, and I was wondering I, – I was curious about the show just to see, like, what kind of – what went down and, like, if I should have had an arranged marriage. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just lucky that, that he didn't have an arranged marriage because then where would we be? My grandma asked. His grandma, apparently, he just said – his grandma asked. To do an arranged marriage. And like thank God they didn't. Because I have a feeling she wouldn't have. Like I wouldn't have been picked. Like the matchmaker would have never come across me. Probably because I'm not Indian. But probably for a whole lot of other reasons. <laughs> it was before you. It was before me. Uh, like to this day. His grandma. Like she still hopes that I'll cook. Which I find like devastating. Because I know that that's not true. But also like so like heartbreaking because she still believes it so deeply. Like I've gotten so many Christmas presents that are like cooking related. Like at first it was like a like tools, like something that, what is it, like a blender? And then it was like a little blender. And then it was like, you know, okay, if you can't use the big one, we'll get you like a baby one. And then it was like the magic bolt. Like it was an even easier one. It was like basically just look at this and it'll make dinner, you bitch. Like do something. And then transitioned into like, Like a cookbook And then it went even down to like Like basically it was like Indian food for idiots Like it went to an even more basic cookbook (laughs) And um I don't touch any of that I don't touch it I'm not interested Uh, I have been baking some during quarantine But like I'm not I'm not gonna be a chef And I feel feel bad Every time I see them in the In the pantry What do you call it? I'm not in the kitchen a lot Uh (laughs) I love to eat Indian food, and I will say I'm very proud of myself. When I first met my husband's grandma, she asked if I wanted something on my food that was, like, spicy, so probably not. And then I was like, no, I want it. I love spicy food, and I could just smell it. She was like, you don't know what I mean by spicy. Although I'd love to see you spend the evening in the bathroom, this isn't for you. And I was like, put it on my plate. And I took it. And I do like spicy food, and I I can actually take it. Uh, unlike my mother, who apparently I never remember my mom being like this, but apparently now like my mom, her mouth is so like she has such a white mouth that like <laughs> like, like pepper to her she'll be like mm, oh th- this has a kick and I'm like mom the only thing in there is like like pepper I'm not talking about like peppers like hot peppers or like chili pep like any real I'm talking about like t- table salt and pepper like like black pepper. My mom's like fucking foaming at the mouth because she can't handle it. And when this first happened, I had told my husband that like my husband's a really good cook. Do you call him a chef? Is it one? Of, is it like a? a is there like a level of thing? Like if you're a cook, that means like
3: chefs are professional.
2: Chefs are professional. So you're a cook. Mm-hmm. When you want to go by chef, no, I don't
3: deserve
2: it. So it's not like yeah, I guess you. It's like chef boyardee It's not cook boyardee. <laughs> Too Dumb to
1: Tame, drops weekly, and you can find it wherever Soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Famous for his bitingly funny commentary on The Daily Show, Lewis Black also has traveled the country to deliver the funny. Our clip comes from one of his more recent episodes, in which he features a portion of his performance at the Fox Tucson Theater back in February, before this whole COVID mess got serious. Our clip has him riffing with the crowd.
4: I was in Reno, it's like really, and it was like fucking frozen. It was like the frozen tundra. The day before it had like fucking, there'd been a blizzard up there. And there, and there are people who were worried about the wall. What, you're in Reno, okay? No, and it's like, you know, fucking shut up. You don't get a vote on this, okay? You're in Reno. They're not coming to you, okay? They're not racing into the country going, I must get to Reno, and if they know anything, they're going to go... If they're up that far and they hear about Lake Tahoe, you're fucking toast. <laughs> so this is what Monique says. Um, There's no fucking emergency at the border. We're here. It's fine. It's safer near the border than pretty much everywhere else in the country should shove this whole border wall emergency nonsense. Okay. So I'm going to read these for those of you who don't agree with this. You had the opportunity to write something and you didn't. (laughs) So I just have to point that out. I have to point out every fucking night that I do this every night, every night uh, for a long time. I just got tired of saying it. It would be like uh, I would get there's tons of stuff about the president or uh, all sorts of stuff that's going on. And I beg, I beg people send me what it is that you think about it for those of you who want to represent the other side and I never get shit and, and and it goes throughout the world. It goes throughout the fucking world. And you have that opportunity. You have that opportunity. It's not, I'm not asking Mitch fuck or dog fart or farty. No, I'm asking you. This is from Lou. Uh, And all of these folks are in the audience tonight. Uh, Lewis, how do you feel about, uh, uh, how about, uh, do you think the rest of the country hates Arizona? No, because of Florida. (laughs) So, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. Do you think Trump knows about regional tectonics in Arizona? Do you think he has talked to the innumerable geologists in this state? The, just that sentence alone is just half a sentence. The, I can't, can you imagine Trump talking to a geologist? Could you imagine if you asked Trump what a geologist was? Do you think he'd know the answer? Do you think he'd know the fucking answer? And is that what people like about him? It's kind of like, wow, he doesn't know just like I don't know. Is that the way this fucking works? That's one of the reasons. You know what? I had an opportunity to take geology in school. As a part, you had your choice of things you could take. And I said, I ain't fucking studying rocks, which is the reason you would know about geology. So you'd know, I don't want to fucking do that shit. (laughs) It's a fucking rock. Fuck you. Do you think he has talked to the innumerable geologists in the state who could tell him that what tensile forces on concrete will render a wall useless in no time? Lewis, what would you suggest we, as Arizonians, do to positively affect the actions of this outrageously stupid dipshit? (laughs) I would say if you could get Lou, a 12-year-old, to do a science project about tectonics and the tensile forces on concrete, which I'm sure that a 12-year-old, I'm sure there's 25 12-year-olds who've done this, and then fucking send that to him. And that might be a start. That might be a start. But you have to get it to him before next Tuesday, and that's going to be tough.
1: Catch Lewis Black's rant cast all over the place on the internets, and if you can't find it, just growl. Before we get to our next clip, let's hear from our sponsors.
0: Hello, friends. Summer's here, and thanks to the effect of climate change, it's likely to be hotter than a blowtorch full of Tabasco sauce. (laughs) Who writes these things? Not to worry, the pants Pantsgineers at Henderson's Pants have been busy, busy, busy as the proverbial beavers coming up with a sartorial breakthrough that will help y'all chillax your way through the torrid days of summer. Introducing Henderson's air-cooled cooler. These are the first unisex trousers that feature a high-tech, compact cooling system guaranteed to keep your prickly heat on ice through the hot and steamy summer months. How does Henderson's do it? The secret is in the ripstop nylon duffel bag that you carry along which contains a repurposed air conditioning unit from a 1974 Chevy Vega. A sturdy flexible pipe connects to a valve in the right rear pocket while a similar conduit vents warm air out of the left rear pocket. Our reliable Elastic bands help keep the seal Stay tight at your waist and calves So you'll literally be able To chill your ass out Within moments of switching on Your air-cooled culottes Although the air conditioning unit weighs in at a hefty 30 pounds, the complimentary duffel bag comes complete with a comfortable shoulder strap with room to store extra batteries. Originally designed for the Summer Olympic ice skating team, Lawrence of Arabia, and the chic, the chic, the chic of Araby, Henderson's air-cooled culottes can be found anywhere you see our windowless Henderson's vans slowly cruising the neighborhood. (laughs) That's Henderson's makers of cool cockamamie contraptions since 1903. And now back to sock this episode of Suckatash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's T-R-U-M Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. TrumpPoetry.com.
1: Getting back into the action, our next clip comes from a show by two comedians from the Pacific Northwest. Stop Me If I've Heard This features Art Krug and Susan Rice. Now, I don't want to say they've been around a while, but I knew Art from way back in the day when I used to run the Comedy Underground Club in Seattle back in the early 1980s. In a recent episode, they get into what reality looks like in quarantine time, how the concept of time is being perceived now, and our clip is from a chunk of their conversation where they're talking about how they cannot believe this is reality.
5: I watched Rachel Maddow the other day, uh, yesterday, and it was just a, a clip from her show where she was talking to the London, she was talking to the ambassador to the UK, and Maybe right. he was deputy ambassador, but anyway, he's been deputy. he had been a, an ambassador to the UK for years.
3: Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about here. And
5: yeah. um, and he was. She was talking to him about how Trump had uh, approached the um some guy in this in the I don't remember who maybe somebody in the diplomatic ambassador who 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 it, approached it, him and said they wanted to do the yeah. the uh, the British Open at his Scottish golf course?
3: Right. So where'd he profit from it?
5: So he would profit from it? Yeah. So he would personally
3: profit from it, which is against the constitution. It's illegal, unethical, and that's what he told um, uh, the ambassador, this assistant ambassador told him, no, you can't, you can't do that for Trump. You go and tell them you need to do that. That's against probably illegal and definitely unethical. And and he did it anyhow. He did he, it
5: anyway. He went know. to the British Parliament and said, "We'd like to do this." You
3: know these assholes, man. They think they're just with, completely act with impunity. I really hope after this is all done that there'll be a whole lot of charges retroactively, retroactively filed against these jerks because they think they can get away with whatever they want to right now. And uh, somebody's gonna they've got to pay. Man, they've got to pay the piper.
5: Yeah, there's there's gonna there's gonna be a there's going to be a watch, a big a watch on that White House uh, yeah. on November third. Yeah, it looks like he's going to he. You know, he will never, he will never um, concede to Biden.
3: Hard to say. I don't know. His pride might just make him go screw you guys. I'm going home.
6: <laughs> I
5: know, and there should be there should be no fly zones over the over the White House because you know he would really want to uh, just get on a helicopter and go.
3: Yeah, yeah, he would. He'd want to go to Russia or wherever he can. Yeah, just
5: fly him someplace where, yeah.
3: North Korea, Philippines, wherever been reading. I've been
5: watching that uh, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Filthy Rich on on Netflix too. It just, I can only watch half an episode before. I just want to go take a shower. It's
3: It's so so hard to watch.
5: It's so gross.
3: Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. disgusting, man. Yeah, yeah. Just watching TV now, is like a minefield. You have to watch a little bit of reality, <laughs> and they need to escape for another half an hour.
5: Because you can't believe it's re- reality. You still can't believe it's reality. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah.
1: Stop Me If I've Heard This is available everywhere other soundcasts are found. You can also find it at the show's home site over on bullhorn.fm. Remember as well that you can find links to all the shows that we clip on Succotash, as well as the host's Twitter feed links on the blog that accompanies this episode over at SuccotashShow.com. You can scroll back and see the blogs for every show we've done since 2011 if you got nothing to do. But we, we provide that service, by the way. You know how much we charge? Nothing. It's free because we like you. That's it. Want a comic roundup to the week's news for your ears? Listen no further than Sunday Papers. That's right. That's a soundcast with comedian Greg Fitzsimmons and TV writer Mike Gibbons. Now, we've been big fans of Greg's Fitz Dog Radio soundcast for years, clipped it a number of times on this show. He's still doing it, by the way. And Mike was often hanging out there with him in his garage. Probably still pops in from time to time. Well, now they're taking a break from ripping on each other to rip on the news. There's still a lot of ripping on each other going on. In this show. But the clip we have from a recent episode is from the two guys ripping on the motorcycle crowd that rolled into Sturgis, South Dakota last weekend with no regard at all for social distancing, mask wearing, or things that sane human beings are trying to do to stay COVID free.
7: Okay, so the biggest motorcycle rally, I I believe it's in the world and it's Harley Heaven, you know what I mean? Is in Sturgis. It's like synonymous with it. Mm.
6: South Dakota.
7: South Dakota. So the the people there I'm just off the top of my head I know it's been brewing for months and the citizens of Sturgis have begged begged the city council and mayor and governor like not this year everything else is being canceled but come Friday yesterday and two days ago I guess when this airs but it was yesterday it started it's 10 days I think 250. Thousand people from across the country have descended on a town with seven thousand people in South Dakota.
6: <laughs> it's literally the definition of what not to do during COVID.
7: Worried residents say officials should have canceled the Sturgis motorcycle rally in a state where the Republican governor, Christy Noam, resisted stay at home orders and mask rules. And last month, she welcomed another mass event. Donald Trump's 4th of July weekend speech at the foot of Mount Rushmore. A city survey found that more than 60% of Sturgis residents wanted the event postponed. The mayor of Sturgis says there's not much they can do but encourage personal responsibility yes. and set up sanitation stations and give out masks, though face coverings won't legally be required. Good yeah. luck. You're yeah. handing out masks and hoping the people that wear these, ma- people wear these masks, they're not even wearing motorcycle helmets. If, <laughs> if you give them half a chance in a state that doesn't have helmet laws, none of them wear
6: them. Just right. look at the pictures. Right. Yeah, these are guys, the, the mask is not stopping the virus. Put it this way, jeans don't stop a guy from getting a pool cue up his ass during this week. <laughs> How's a mask going to stop a coronavirus?
7: One quote in the article. My grandma is absolutely terrified because she has diabetes and she's in her 80s and has lupus. Meanwhile, normally this time every year, she's just terrified of motorcycle (laughs) gang rape. (laughs)
6: You don't know that. Now you're adding. fucking love the bikers. Now you're adding a virus. (laughs) She could be the chick that is a normal... Like laid back grandma knits, bakes cookies, and then this week every year she puts a fucking bandana on, cuts the legs off her jeans and goes into fucking holy hell. You're at- mouth open. <laughs>
7: You're asking this group to self-monitor and to take care of themselves. No helmets. They don't even They don't even take care of their own syphilis. It's just they are rough riders. Yeah. And you're asking yeah. them also to self-regulate and monitor. Remember when the Stones hired Hell's Angels and Altamont? That didn't turn yeah. out too well. That's right. And that was their
6: official job. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, keeping six feet apart is tough during a gangbang. And um, – <laughs> Yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll report on it next week. We'll let you know what happens.
7: And when you're riding side saddle with your with your man on his hog, you're, uh, you're definitely within. And when you fall, there's no help. And when you crash in other motorcycles, you're definitely within six feet. So yeah. let's keep an eye on Sturgis. It's going to be the next, like, at
6: least 10 days. Oh. Oh, it's going to be a huge spike. It's going to be not only that, all these bikers then go back to their communities where they exercise no social distancing.
7: The good news is their immune systems aren't compromised at all with like drugs or alcohol during this event. So I think I don't think anyone is going to get it.
6: Hey, we it may turn out nobody gets it. And the secret vaccine is meth.
1: So you can start dipping into the Sunday papers with Greg and Mike every week. And try unwinding with the news for a change with, with it in their comedy stranglehold. There you go. See? Didn't hurt a bit. Thanks for stopping by to grab a helping or two of Succotash. If all goes according to plan, uh, when I'm back in two weeks' time for Epi 217, that's 217, my special guest should be Mike Berbiglia, who you no doubt know from his many movie, TV, podcasts, uh, books the guy is a multi-talented multi-threat comedy mind and he is going to grace our our pod waves for just a little bit. Again, if all goes according to plan. Now on your way out, if you'd hit the review bar over there by Apple Podcasts, I wouldn't mind a new five-star review showing up and a write-up if you've enjoyed what you've heard here. But until we meet again, please tell your friends and remember to please pass the succotash.
0: Later. You've been listening to Suckatash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Mark Herschon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the (laughs) laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at marc at Suckatash Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. Suckatash. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash U slash Suckatash. Production of Suckatash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Suckatash. Goodbye.